Can we let our musicians know that we appreciate their hard work? Amen. They work hard. Learn those songs. I'm horrible at learning songs. Anybody else like that, like me? There are songs that we have sung for 50 years. And to this day, I can't even sing the chorus for you. I can try. <laughs> of course, my memory's pretty bad everywhere else, too. I had a young fella come up to me for service. Where you at, buddy? He said, hey, pastor, you remember me? So I'm looking at him. I said, well, he said, yeah, yeah. He had a birthday for me eight years ago. Hmm. You've grown since then, haven't you? He said, yes, sir. Well, it's good to see you again. Amen. I tell people, we wake up in the morning. My wife rolls over, looks at me and says, my name's Elizabeth and we're married. That's a pretty bad memory. She waits till I have my coffee, and then she tells me we have four children. All right, if you will, let's stand. We're going to turn to the book of Deuteronomy. Glasses are broken. Y'all going to step it up with this tithing offering thing. My, uh, hand that to, uh. Keith Nevad, he, he owns a Surface Pro. And my, my Surface Pro went out on me. That means I'm going to have to use my glasses because I didn't print in 22 font. <laughs> it's only in 16. Nope. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 29. Lord wants to talk to us a little bit here today. Wants to speak into our hearts. Recently, we have been blessed of the Lord. On Wednesday nights, we are studying about the gifts of the Spirit. We have gone two Wednesday nights on that. Paul starts out saying they are spiritual gifts. And so we find out that if we're going to be used in the gifts of the Spirit... We need to be spiritual. We can't be carnally minded and be using the gifts and not honor his name. And then we found out that they're not only spiritual gifts, but that they operate in love. And that we need to be a church that truly loves one another, prefers one another. Speaks well of one another. Tell somebody near you, you look good today. Look good today. I'm one more person and tell them, you look like a pretty great guy or girl. Amen. All right, calm down. 
<laughs> uh, I want to try to I want to try to help us today. Let's read the verse. I know you're standing and you can be seated after we read Deuteronomy chapter five, verse twenty nine. Oh, that there were such an heart. Put your hand on your heart. There was such a heart in them that they would fear me. In this case, the word here is respect, honor. And keep, everybody say all. And keep all my commandments. How often? I love this. That it might be well with them. And well with their children forever. What happens when I keep his word? It's well with me and with my children. Lord, touch your word today. Bless my heart, my mind. Help me to minister to this congregation. I pray, Father, that it would be your words, not mine. Bless, touch, strengthen. Turn us into the church that you need us to be in the last days. God, let us be a church that shows your love but walks in your power and in your holiness. We ask it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And everybody say amen. amen. Find one more person and tell them, keep his word and it will be well with thee. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. You guys are operating in the spirit. You've already got this, the gift of prophecy. Knowledge. You knew what I was going to say, didn't you? <laughs> oh, that there were such an heart in them that they would fear me and keep all my commandments always that it might be well with them and their children John tells us in 1st John chapter 3 verse number 22 one of the reasons why when you and I keep the commandments of God it is well with us say it is well with me John says in verse 22, And whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him. Why? Because we keep His commandments. If I am a keeper of the commandments of the Lord, when I get down to pray, He hears my prayer, and the Bible says, I receive of Him whatever I ask. 
Ah, come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Another place, the word of the Lord says that this is the confidence that we have in him. That we know when we pray, he hears us. And because we know that he hears us, we are assured in our heart that we receive the petition that we ask of him. Why? Because we are walkers and doers of the commandments of the word of God. Tell your neighbor, I am a doer of the word. It couldn't read your face. Too fat. <laughs> okay, he says, hello, Daniel. It's being really nice because it broke on me. I got to get a new one. But there are a lot of money. What? What? Tell your neighbor, one of the commandments of the Lord is pay your tithes. I'm just kidding. Tell your other neighbor, we all know you're faithful. That is a picture of my granddaughter. I used to have my wife there. Yeah, till little Nora came along. Ah, uh, this thing, it's not working. Come get it out of the way. All right, let's get on with the word of the Lord. They only give me 20 minutes. He says, whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. I don't only keep his commandments, but I understand his commandments so that I can live in a pleasing way. Now, I, I want to tell you, we live in a generation that the religious world is doing away with the word of God. They're hanging on to this love stuff and that's okay. But God says you don't let one go and hang to the other. You ought to do both. We live in a time when, when religion is doing away with, well, there are no isms and sisms and yeas and nays and cans and canes. And I got news for you. The entire word of God is full of that. Why? Because he loves you and he loves me. And when I put his commandments into my life, I will do well. Why will I do well? Because it'll teach me how to walk right. It'll teach me how to talk right. It'll teach me how to live right. Word of God will teach me where to go, where not to go. How to live, how not to live. What is good, what is not. What is pleasing in His sight. What is not pleasing in His sight. And if I obey His word, I will do well. And my children will do well. Come on, somebody. 
You know I'm preaching to a congregation here today. We know we got kids everywhere going crazy, going wild. I want to tell you the best thing you can do is get the word of God into your house and begin to obey the ways of God and let God work on those kids. Ah, oh, not strong enough, not strong enough. Now, just because the word hurts don't mean you get quiet. That's when you ought to shout the loudest. Otherwise, you're telling on yourself. Tell your neighbor, you're telling on yourself. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. This is his commandment. What is he talking about? What is this? Keep all of my commandments that it might be well with them, be well with their children forever. John basically repeats those commandments. And in verse number 23, he tells us what this commandment is, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandments. They came to the Lord while he was walking upon this earth and they said, what is the greatest commandment? He said, I'm going to tell you what it is. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Thou shalt worship him with all your heart, your mind, your mind, your strength. And he said in the second, it's like unto this, love your neighbor as yourself. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Love your brother. This is what John is talking about right here. Why? Because God, Jehovah, walked amongst men in the body of human flesh gave his life on a cross and shed his blood that you and I might be redeemed he is the almighty God and he says if you will love him believe on his name walk in his ways and love one another it will be well with you and it will be well with your children Somebody shout, I am well. In verse 24, he says, And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. But how many of you know it's tough sometimes keeping those commandments? Is anybody here besides me in the flesh? Still got a little carnality you have to deal with? Attitude? That person right next to you has got an attitude right now. Look at them. You can tell. It's not always easy. Paul tells us in Romans chapter 7 and verse 12, I want to tell you that you're not alone in this wall. And that God understands that, that just because he gave us this commandment doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. We understand it's going to take sacrifice. Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 tells us that we are to give our bodies as a living sacrifice. And so we know that this isn't something that just comes to us by nature. In fact, following the ways of God is contrary to your nature. From the day you were born, you don't have to teach that little 
child to get angry, scream, want their way, be selfish. No, you got to teach them to share, be kind, be nice, speak well, how to behave. You were born with that nature. No wonder the word of God says, let me teach you. Let me show you. Let me direct you. Let me give you my word. Let me give you my commands. I will show you how to bring blessings into your life, into your children. Oh, it's a little weak in here. It's a little weak up in here. Let me show you young people what is right. How to keep yourself chaste. How to keep yourself walking in God. How to be raised up and used by the glory of God. You got to let him get his word in you. He's got to get his commandments in you. Say teach me Lord. Say teach me Lord. Paul says, wherefore the law is holy and the commandment holy and just and good. The religious world has turned the law of God and the command of God into something that is adverse to your walk with him. They've made it dirty. You're you're a legalist. If you just say, you know, we ought to dress decent. Oh, you're a legalist. Well, then go naked. I think it's pretty much common sense that if you dress lustful, men will lust over you. I want to tell you how the Word of God will save you. I remember not, well, quite a few years ago, one of my brothers came home. They had to rush him to the hospital. His head was split wide open. He got hit behind the head with a beer mug in a ballroom. And I was able to say, something may take me out, but it won't be a beer mug in a ballroom. You know why? Because the commandments of God keep me out of there. Said Shane, from all appearance of evil, the commandments of God keep me away from the unrighteous and the unholy deeds and actions of a world that is an untoward generation. Oh, I wish I had some apostolics in this building. I feel like I'm preaching. I don't know who I'm preaching to. My God, you ought to be excited about this. You ought to thank God you've got a preacher that will stand up in the last days and preach the word of God to you. I want to tell you the best thing me and you, you and I can do is get a hold of the word and get it in our life. But don't just read it. Don't just learn it. Don't just know it. But begin to live in a way that is pleasing to the Lord. The law is holy. This is New Testament. The law. 
Paul's talking about the law. I don't have time to go into all of this, but New Testament writers didn't have the New Testament. They were writing it. Everything they said, everything they wrote, everything they talked about was from the Old Testament. They quoted Old Testament scriptures. They quoted Old Testament patriarchs. They dealt with the law of old. God did not do away with the law. Jesus said, think not that I've come to do away with the prophets and the law, but I have come to fulfill them. I've come to give you the ability. That's what this is about. That's what I'm going to try to tell you before I end today. God came into this world to give me and you the ability to obey and keep his law. Because without God's help, you'll fail miserably. Laws, holy, just. Won't you tell me the word of God is unjust, too hard, not fair? No. No, that's your flesh talking. It's hard on your flesh. It's hard on your lust and your carnal desires. That's what it's hard on concerning us. But he said, but if you'll let me come into your life, if you'll let me put my law into your heart, if you'll let me get inside of you, it will be well with you. And it will be well with your children. Just and good. I got to move on. Paul says in verse 13, was then that which is good made death unto me? God forbid, but sin that it might appear. And this is what... This is almost what the religious world has done today and what so many people have done today. They have made the word of God as though the law of God is death to you. Oh, you don't have to do that. You don't have to obey that. You don't have to live that way. You don't, oh, no, no. Oh, that's been done away with. You don't have to do all those things. That's death to you. You're in bondage. That's death to you. Paul said, are you crazy? He said, it's not the law that's deaf to me. It's the sin that's in me. It's the thing that's in me is what the law is trying to get out of me. It is, it is what's in me that's killing me. That the law of God is trying to teach me how, how to not walk in those ways anymore. How to separate myself from the unclean. Touch not the unclean, the Bible says. Separate yourself. He said, and I'll receive you unto me. Come out from among them, he said. He said, the law, the law isn't death to me. Sin is death to me. Proverbs 13 and 15 says, good understanding giveth favor, but the way of the transgressor is hard. You want to know difficulty. You want to know what's hard. It's those that do not obey God's word. We don't allow his word to work in our life. We're the ones that bring all kind of havoc into our life and into our children's lives. Because we're busy fulfilling our own lust and our own desires and our own ways and our own wills. We don't pray and ask God to get direction and for God to show us and instruct us and, and to direct us. We just, we just kind of do things on our own. And then when everything gets messed up, we come boohooing and crying into the altar asking God to fix it. And He will. 
But you won't have to be there every other weekend if you'd learn to let his commandments get in your life and begin to live in such a way that you are pleasing to God. It will be well with thee. But I want to tell you, it is a struggle. Verse 14, for we know that the law is spiritual. Paul, Paul says, I told you they were broken. My ears are big, but they're not that big. I'm trying to. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal. Sold under sin for that which I do. Watch Paul the Apostle. This is going to sound like me and you. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that I do. Sound familiar? If then I do that which I would not, I consider unto the law that it is good. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwell in me. For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For to will, to have the desire, to won't, Paul said, it's present with me. But how to do it, I can't figure it out. I want to do right. I want to live right. I want to walk right. I want to obey God's word. I want to walk in his truth. But I just can't figure out how. Paul the apostle here, of course, is referring to his life before Christ. I'm going to show you that here in just a second. Romans chapter 7 verse number 19. For the good that I would do, but the evil which I would not that I do. Now, if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwell in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present. For I delight in the law of God. After the inward man, my heart says, I want to serve God. My heart says, says I want to do right remember he was a Pharisee verse 23 but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind bringing me into captivity of the law of sin which is in my members oh wretched man everybody say it oh wretched man shout it oh wretched man shout it again oh wretched man that I am who shall deliver me from this body of death I thank God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, so then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but the flesh, the law of sin, where such a heart in them, God said, Paul is saying, I struggle, it's not easy, it's difficult, but I've learned something, if I can get a hold of him, if I can touch him, if I can get his law in my heart, if I can do that, I can be well. Tell your neighbor, you need a little bit more Jesus. <clears throat> Look how Paul says in Hebrews chapter 8 and verse number 7. I'm going to come to a close here in a little bit. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. Paul is basically saying, if you could do this on your own, there would be no need for a Savior. 
If you had the power and the ability in you to obey the law of God and the commandments of God, then Jesus would not have to have died on the cross. He goes on, Hebrews 8 and 8. For finding fault with them, he saith, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant. Everybody say a new covenant. What is he talking about? The old covenant was the law. The old covenant was the Ten Commandments. And of course, there's more than ten. But the old covenant was the tabernacle where men would do the rituals, slay the, uh, the lives of innocent lambs, and spread, spread their, uh, the spill their blood upon the ground. And their sins would be rolled forward. And then the commandments of God were given to them how to live on a Sabbath, how to live, how to treat their brother, how to do all of these things. But God tells us in Hebrews that he found faults in them. They were unable. So God said, I'm going to make a new covenant. I'm good that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them out of the, uh, by the hand, led them out of the land of Egypt because they continued not in my covenant. And I regarded them not, saith the Lord, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, here it is. Here's what separates the religious world from God's word. The religious world says that the new covenant separates you completely from the law. And that you enter into nothing but the grace of God. We are saved by grace. We know that. Listen, if it wasn't for His grace, we would all be lost. If it wasn't for faith, we could never make it. None of us could. But that's not what Hebrews said. Paul writing here, or we assume Paul here in the book of Hebrews, the new covenant is that God said, I'm not going to do away with the law. I'm going to take it off stone. And I'm going to write it. On their hearts. He didn't do away with it. He's just making it so much more intimate. He's making it a part of who you are. He said take out the heart of stone. In other words remove the Old Testament tablets. Give me a heart of flesh. God said what I couldn't do in the Old Testament. I'm going to do in the New Covenant. I'm going to mix my law into your carnal flesh. Oh, you didn't get that. I'm going to take my law. I'm going to ride it across your old carnal flesh. I'm going to bring them together. But that's not all I'm going to do. I am going to fill you with my spirit. Why? So that I can be the catalyst in your life. I'll take that word that I mixed with your flesh and I'm going to bring it to life and I'm going to give you power. I'm going to give you strength. I'm going to enable you. Come on, let's worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. 
I'm not going to do away with my law. I'm going to write it on your heart. I'm going to shove it into your corner flesh. <laughs> but here's the problem. The law bringeth death. When all you have is the law, you have death. But the Spirit bringeth he said I'm not only going to write my law across your heart how are you going to do that Lord the Bible tells us that when we are filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost God writes his law across that heart and so at the same time he's bringing his law into our life He's bringing his powerful spirit with it to give you and I the ability to walk. Here it is. To walk in this flesh and obey the word of God. That's what this is all about. That is what the Lord does. Music, if you will come. I'm going to close with a couple of more scriptures here. He said a new covenant. Not according to the old covenant. He said, for this is the covenant that I will make with them of the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws into their mind. I will write them in their hearts. I will bring them. I will, I will be to them a God. And they shall be to me a people. Hebrews 10 and 14. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Watch this. Whereof the Holy Ghost also a witness to us. After that he had said before. This is the covenant I will make with them. After those days saith the Lord. I will put my law into their hearts and into their minds. Will I write them and their sins and iniquities I will remember no more God said I will I will just merge your humanity with my law but don't worry I'm not going to leave you there because that would kill you but I'm going to come into you with my power and with my spirit and I'm going to give your flesh the ability and the strength to be obedient to the word of God let's stand let's stand if you will I want to bring this to a close so what are you saying here today pastor I'm saying this if you've been told the law is not for you today if you've been told the old testament's done away with and it's the new testament now you have been lied to you have been deceived the bible from Genesis to Revelation is still alive every teaching in the new testament comes from the old testament the fulfillment of the covenant what Jesus Christ as you and I know is a fulfillment of the covenant of the old and so if you've been told you don't need it no wonder there's havoc in your life no wonder there's trouble no wonder there's difficulty because I'm here to tell you the only thing that can bring the blessings of God into your life is obedience to his word
He said, Obey my commandments, and it will be well with thee. And it will be well with your children. He didn't say you were going to be perfect. I think we found that out from Paul. Paul, yeah, he struggled himself. No one said it was going to be perfect. But he not only gives you that law across your heart, but he fills you with his power and his grace and his mercy. He puts his spirit on the inside of you. It's why Hebrews tells us the Holy Ghost being a witness of the new covenant coming into us. It's the Holy Ghost that comes with it and it is a witness that the law has been written across my heart. When I am buried in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins the Bible tells me in Acts 2 and 38 that the old man dies my sins are remitted I am resurrected as a new creature in Christ that doesn't mean that my flesh disappears my flesh is still there what makes me a new creature I'm going to tell you the law of God is being written across your heart you're a new creature in Christ you're something different than anything else anywhere else when God's law is written across your heart you are unique in a world that is lost and dying you become a new creature brand new something never created something never seen something never experienced you become a creation amalgamation of God's commandments and flesh they mold together they come together your sins are removed they have to be removed because if they were not you would die Because the law judges. So when you go down in that water, your sins are washed away. You come out a new creature in Christ. Something perfectly new and formed. Never before. Never spoken into existence. Not even created by the hands of God. It's an incredible miracle. You come out of that water. The word melds itself into you it's written across your heart of flesh and then the Lord says and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost comes into your life it's amazing I know you've experienced this after receiving the Holy Ghost you go home and you open up the word of God it's like it comes alive where first of all the author is now in you it's so easy for him to talk to you and show you the deeper meanings of his word and it's what he wants you to do he wants you to devour that word because the more of the word you get into your life the more of the commands of God you get into your life the more well it will be with you and with your children
because you will be able to speak in wisdom you will be able to speak in knowledge you will be able to give instruction and direction and God's word will guide and protect and watch over you even when you're all alone Gia God's word will protect you you get that word written on your heart and you let the Lord fill you with his spirit and if you already have the Holy Ghost and maybe struggle in some areas it might just be time to pray back through again tell your neighbor I think it's time to pray back through again tell your other neighbor I've been doing some things that aren't so pleasing to the Lord don't be a chicken don't be a chicken you know you have if Paul the apostle struggled I know me and you struggling if you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost with the incredible evidence of speaking in that heavenly language that only God can give you love him I know you do Paul said Paul said I love him I love him I I want to do right I want to walk I want to do right he said but every time I try I just I can't find it I can't find it in me and he wraps that up he said until I found the Lord but when he knocked me off that horse going towards uh, Damascus on some street street called straight I thought that's where Ananias was sent yeah He's on the road to Damascus. You guys don't know nothing, y'all. This is why I always get in trouble. They tell me something, I repeat it. and All my real scholars are out there. These guys, first word come to their mind, they, they said, Linton Boulevard. Oh, he was on Linton Boulevard. Lord knocked him off that horse. Let me tell you something. Paul the Apostle Saul the persecutor was a follower of the law. He studied at the feet of Gamia, Gamea, Galia. Yeah, Gamea. That's how we assume it's pronounced. Who knows? It's pronounced Anyway. He studied at his feet. He knew the law. Some say he was in line for the Sanhedrin court. I don't, I, don't, I don't know these things. But I know he was a Pharisee. He said, I was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. <laughs> I knew it. He said, but I didn't really understand it. Until God came into my life. Every eye closed, every mind on the Lord just for a moment. These altars are open. Listen, I know you love him. It's why you're here today. I know you want to follow him. I know you want to do right. I know you do.
but it's a struggle. It's not easy. It's not easy. This old flesh, this old flesh don't want to follow after the ways of God. No, it doesn't. This old carnal nature doesn't want to follow after the ways of God. We need something greater. We need something more powerful. Sir, you need something else to help you. Ma'am, mom, dad, young man, young lady, I'm telling you, it's the only way. I know there's a cry in you. I want to do it. I want to make it. I, I want to do right. I, I want to be pleasing in His sight. I want to walk in such a way. I, I want it to be well with me. I want it to be well with my children. How do I do that? Well, the only way that can be done is through the Word of God. Obedience to the commands of God. Following after God. Living in such a way that's pleasing to the Lord. But I'm trying. Oh, we got the answer for you here today, sir. Ma'am, we got the answer. Come on. Young, young lady, young man, come on. Oh, yes, we do. The answer is the infilling of the Holy Ghost. God will come into your life. He will fill you with His Spirit. He will write His law across your heart. He will give you the strength. He will give you the ability. He'll help you walk in the way that we need to walk go in the way that we need to go is there anybody here today you want it to be well with you you want it to be well with your children you want it to be well with your siblings you want it to be well with your parents come on you want it to be well with them then I say come 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 let God write his law across your heart let God fill you with his spirit come give yourself to him come yield your heart to him come yield your mind to him Brothers and sisters, pray Fill with you. Me Come, up, let us God. pray with you. We love Fill you. Me we love you. you we want to see the Lord. We want to see the Lord. You want to We want to see the Lord do miraculous things for you. Come, let God touch you. Come let God minister to you. Lord, I want to walk in obedience. I want to walk in obedience. I want to walk in obedience. I want to be pleasing. I want to be pleasing to you, Lord. I need your commandments cross my heart Jesus 